All right, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to She's the Boss. Oh, I'm, it's still delaying. It's okay. Okay, perfect. All right, guys. Pardon our progress. Don't worry about it. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to She's the Boss Radio Network 24 hours, seven days a week. Focus on topics to build, strengthen, inspire, as well as motivate men, women, and youth from home to the conference center and around the community. I'm your host, Danielle, and this is Mission Complete. We want to thank you for tuning into the show, and you can join us at www.she'sthebossradio.com. All right, guys, this is episode two, and we're super excited to be welcoming Masa today. She is actually currently running for the student seat of the Board of Education for Baltimore County Public School System. Um, and with that, Masa, we're just super excited to have you. Uh, I want to jump into who you are. So do you want to just go ahead and get started? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having, having me. And it's such a pleasure to be on this podcast. And she's the boss and Mission Complete as a whole. Um, I think that I, I'm currently a student at Towson High School. I'm a junior, and I am currently running for, like Miss um, Daniel said, student member of the Board of Education. And I think that it's such a pleasure to be running in this campaign, and it's been such an amazing experience overall. Uh, previously, like academically, I have, I'm like the vice president of speech and debate, model UN, model Congress, but I'm also an intern at the State Department of Energy. I'm also interning with the Maryland Democratic Party. And have some volunteer work with that. And then, but like on a non-academic note and non-professional note, professional note, I love to read books. I love books like Colleen Hoover, TikTok books, any books like that you will find me reading. Um, but I love re- listening to music. I love to listen to it in my free time. I love SZA, J. Cole, Summer Walker, all-time faves. And then I like to go on walks whenever, whenever I'm free just to listen to music, walking. It's really just therapeutic, I guess, in a sense. So you are so well-rounded um and let's just unpack all of those different things because wait your volunteer experience is like some corporate executive administrative it's not just your stapling papers it's a big deal so can we like jump into how did you even know where you wanted to volunteer so I went to Towson High School for the law program, and they're very—they have a lot of opportunities with regards to corporate, administrative, legislative stuff. So they advertise those opportunities on our school website, and I was came into the—I came into high school with the mindset that I needed to accomplish something. I don't care that I'm too young. I don't care that everyone is telling me that I'm too young to kind of get into this field. I really want to accomplish something. I see all these disparities across our public school system. And I want to address them. I want to advocate for the students because I know just how powerful our voice is, but we have yet to acknowledge it. So I went into that uh, high school with that type of mindset and I was looking for any platform to get some experience before I jump into any executive positions or any like seats on the board of education or platforms um, from BCPS, like the Baltimore County Student Council. So I wanted to start off by volunteering. I wanted to kind of get into the field Get, get to know a little bit more about the logistics behind it all 
So I first started off, um, I, there was an opportunity that was advertised on the Towson website for the Maryland Democratic Party. And they, it was just canvassing events and working with them. And we even had a student who is currently, um, her name is Noreen Bedoui. She is currently the president, the youngest ever president for the young, uh, Democratic Maryland Democratic Party, which is beyond amazing. But I got to work with her in that sense. And I got to kind of see, um, have that connection with the Maryland Democratic Party. So through that, I was able to volunteer and kind of work with them. Mm. But also, I emailed with the State Department of Energy. I wanted to email every single member of the State Department. And I sent email after email after email. And for the most part, as I'm a high school student, there, yeah. for the most part, I didn't really get any responses. But I did get one response. And from that point on, I started interning at the Maryland Democratic, uh, the Maryland State Department of Energy. And it was such a great experience and being able to apply myself. And even though I was su such a young person, I was the youngest person there, and I kind of felt overshadowed by a lot of the members there. Really? Um, yeah. But I wanted to step up and I wanted to have that change within our public school, within our communities as a whole, really. And I thought that the first step to do that was definitely by applying myself and volunteering and just doing whatever I can to get myself out there and beyond my comfort zone. So let me ask you, did you, when you said that you felt like you were overshadowed, did you feel like you weren't overheard or taken seriously? Cause you had to email multiple times and now this is like, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, of course. I think with any type of position with adult members, even on the uh, student, like the board of education, I think that when there's these adult members ha have the experience, they have the education, they have so much of that experience that really that helps them a lot. You definitely feel overshadowed. You definitely feel like, like kind of like an imposter complex. Like you aren't supposed yeah. to be there. Yeah, you feel like it's you're not your voice isn't really as important as other people's voices because you're so young and you don't you're just a student in high school so that's kind of how I felt in a lot of these positions and a lot of this volunteer work um but I kind of combated that because I had such amazing such an amazing support system around me not just with family but even in the actual environments themselves I felt like um I just had to get out there I had to get past my comfort zone and in reality, they did appreciate my opinions and they didn't think that my, I didn't have a voice and I didn't have any type of input because if they believed that I wouldn't be in that position in the first place, but it was kind of something just within me that really made me feel like I was just out of place and I was, I didn't really belong there. And I, my, any advice or any type of input I had shouldn't have been as important as other people's input. That's interesting because it makes me think about, well, first of all, when you introduce imposter syndrome, I can't even say it, imposter syndrome, that's a big deal because that means that like in this moment or in this experience, I am not the best person. I kind of <laughs> might know what's going on, but you really did know. You said that eventually you realized that this was okay, like that you were heard that they did value you. So like, how did you, like, how long did that take? It took a long, long time. It took a few months before I could even just get settled. Like even before I felt comfortable expressing my opinions and having that input, it took a very long while. And it, had, it was something that I had to kind of work on within me. Um, even in non like adult scenarios, even sometimes with any new position, I do feel that way. And I know it's uh, the same way for a lot of other students with any new position, you feel uncomfortable and you feel like you don't really belong there in a sense, but it's really something that you have to work within you 
I work on within yeah. you and it's really just about a comfortability thing but it did definitely take a couple months before I really felt comfortable expressing my opinions that's huge Masha because of the fact yeah. as you prepare and we're just on your volunteer experience and your internship experience mm-hmm. you know throughout the um, podcast we're really going to just peel back how all of these amazing steps that you've taken has led you to this run but then more importantly the changes that you want to see in our schools and in our future. So mm-hmm. oh, can you still hear me? Yeah. yeah. So with that, before we get into the break, I wanted to know what is your favorite J. Cole song? Oh, that's hard one. I love Workout. Okay. I, like that's definitely up there. Um, and No Role Models. Super yeah. good. Definitely a good one. I yeah. love that you went to the ro- no, no Role Models of it all because then like, look at how you've become one. Just that, wait, how old are you again? I am 16 years old. You're 16. And you are yes. like the definition of a role model while still looking for role models at the same time. That's right. really cool. All right, talk I'm about so- Summer Walker. What do you think? New album? How are you feeling about it? Actually, I actually haven't have yet to listen to the uh, new album, but I love Girls Need Love. Yeah. With yeah. or without Drake? No, without Drake. Really? Yeah, I have to say without Jake, I just love you, Summer <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's so funny. By the time I heard the very first one, um, of course, b- before Drake come. No, actually, I heard it with Drake first. And I was like, wow, okay, you know, when Drake gets on, we're crying, he's crying, we're all having a good time. <laughs> but then I heard it with her and I was like, wow, the track is strong with even without it. So okay, I I get it. I feel the same way. Right. Um, all right, and then again, the last thing before we even get into your seven point action plan you're a student currently at Towson right so you're a junior right right how's junior year going so far like what is going on so I came into junior year and everybody was telling me this is the year that you gotta focus you do have the 4.0 you've been focused (laughs) (laughs) focused like who's talking to you like this go ahead I'm sorry no, it's fine. Um, and I was like, yeah, they were like, this is one of your most important years in high school. And you mm-hmm. have to make sure to maintain that 4.0 GPA. You have to make sure that you maintain those grades. And while still balancing out the extra, extracurriculars. And I came into junior year with the mindset that this is going to be the hardest year of my life so far. Yeah. And then I came into it and I was like, I was focused. I focused on my grades and then came smob and campaigning and being running for literally political for a little political office position so doing that and balancing out grades and junior and supposedly the hardest school year of your entire high school career has been one of the toughest things so far um making sure that I'm on track with that and running and campaigning and making sure that I'm not behind and meeting with the schools and social media campaigning while also having like a gajillion assignments to do and eight classes and maintaining those grades and maintaining that GPA. It's been tough, really. Junior year has definitely been tough and way tougher than I ever expected. Yeah, I mean, even down, I mean, I guess with the tempo that you lead and live your life, you are super intentional and even down to how you describe your assignments, how you describe your volunteer and internship work, um, even to the music you listen to. So balance is really important. I love that you do take walks, right? So you're often walking, you're doing these things. Um, what do you wish you could do more of? Out of everything that you do, what do you wish you could do more of? So uh, I've been really busy with the mm. whole campaigning, small campaigning, and um, of course, you know, maintaining my schoolwork. So when I'm not doing schoolwork, I'm doing small. 
But when I'm not doing SMOB, I'm doing uh, schoolwork. And I've lost any type of, you know, like of my interest, especially during this period. Like I can't read books as much. I haven't been on a walk since the beginning of my campaign. Um, yeah. And listening to music has definitely been super therapeutic and has definitely helped me a lot getting through this. But I definitely wish I could read more books and get take more walks and just have a day to myself, to be honest. Be, have a day where I can do whatever I want and it's just go out, go to the park and read a book, go to Panera yeah. Bread, drink coffee. But yeah. I just keep telling myself the election is next week. It's next Thursday. So, yeah. and when we, um, so we're getting ready to take a quick break. Uh, <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to talk about the election. But more importantly, we're going to talk about how we get closer to books and walks. All right, guys. Yes. And mission complete. We'll be right back. She's, she's the, the boss. Boss. The radio. Beauties in the eye. We complicate things when all along it's just perfect as it is. Beauty is from within. It's how you feel, not as how others see you. Skincare shouldn't be complicated. She's the Boss believes skincare should be nurturing, easy to use, smell delicious, feel refreshing, and look incredible. She's the Boss Cosmetics and Skincare brings you our botanical-based skincare line that's gentle, uncomplicated, and extremely effective for men, women, and youth. Feel confident and radiate a power glow that flows from the inside out. Exude an assurance that extends from the home into the conference room. Visit us at www.she's-the-boss.com or call us at 866-494-5945 to get yours today. Hey, I'm Jenny James for Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner. You've probably been home a lot more. Maybe you have kids like me who spill all the time. And you've noticed that your carpet's eh, not looking so good. Why don't you call Neatly Done Carpet Cleaner? They use a dry extraction service. So you won't have wet carpet all day long. And you can get back to doing the things you love with your family immediately. And it's a way to make your room healthier while improving your indoor air quality. You can do tile, slate, granite, ceramic, area rugs, and yes, they're pet friendly too. Why don't you get a free no obligation estimate today? Neatly done San Antonio.com. She's she's the, the boss. Boss. The radio network. So funny, guys. Welcome back. We are Mission Complete, and today we are focused on Masa, who is just explaining how her amazing run for office, but more importantly, her uh, walk as a student is coming together. So right now we're going to get ready to really unpack her platform. Like, what is SMOB, and why did you want to run for it? Yeah, of course. So SMOB is actually an acronym for a student member of the Board of Education for Baltimore County Public Schools, right? Mm -hmm. And really, what's so special about SMOB is on the Board of Education, we have all these adult members who are supposedly supposed to represent the students. But how can adult members of the Board of Education adequately represent the student body and the student population when they're not students themselves and they don't know about the concerns across uh, Baltimore County Public Schools? They don't know what directly affects us. Even they know the logistics behind it. They know the statistics. They know the funding aspect of it all. 
but they don't truly know what the students are concerned about within the public school system. So the student member of the board, the SMOB, is basically a representative on behalf of 111,000 students across BCPS. I know, and it's it's such an enormous responsibility, but what they would do is they would get all this input from the students. They would represent the students to the best of their ability, gather all this input, input, take it to the Board of Education, and address these concerns through pieces of legislation, resolutions, uh, policies, programs, and they would attempt to get that passed on the Board of Education through the support of others, um, through the support of students and other board, mem- board members. Wow. You always um, get me caught up when we talk about 111,000 students. Like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of students, that's a lot of kids, that's a lot of people. And now it makes me want to think about like, well, what are you, you know, what are we talking about? What are, what's going on with students as a whole? Is this all grades or this is just high school? You're, you're all the way to elementary. Yeah, so this is all, uh, the 111,000 students is all students, elementary schoolers, middle schoolers, high school students, all of these students that I am supposed to be representing, the student member of the board is supposed to be representing, and all their concerns, and that could be, right now, it's like bus shortages, technology issues, infrastructure, teacher wages, Um, I've been speaking with teachers, the parent-student coalition, student-led organizations, because I realized that with student member of the board, even though your primary role is to represent the students, is to represent BCPS as a whole. You're on the board of education, and BCPS isn't just the students. It's the teachers, the parents, the yeah. organizations. And I went into this with the th- with the mindset that, oh, it's just the students. It's And even that is an enormous responsibility. Yeah. But then I realized that it's not just the students. It's parents, teachers, organizations, administrators, and adequately representing them to the best of my ability too that's interesting because it's like okay so there's so many different pieces just in that statement you went in there mm-hmm. thinking that it was just the students and you realize students are attached to the parents and the parents mm-hmm. are working with the teachers or need to be working with the teachers but even before we can get to school we got to make sure there's transportation for school so there's all these different pieces of this puzzle my question to you is what are we missing because you've seen a lot, you've talked a lot, you've emailed everybody, and now you have a plan. But it sounds like you've had a plan all along, right? Like you, you. So what are we missing? What we're missing is we're missing representation, and we're missing genuine concern on behalf of the Board of Education. Wow. I think that we need representation, which is obviously we need that representation. We need not just with the students, but diversity and every with all demographic uh, with all demographics across BCPS. We need those to be represented. But really, what is really the root problem is just genuine concern and commitment. It's Hold a on. big thing, and it's Whoa, yeah. my, here we go. My see, this is the thing. Remember, you got time to talk today, so your statement right there, genuine concern is a big one. So so break that down, meaning that, are you saying that we need time to care, be trained to identify about the things that we need to be caring about, and then understanding that this is a dynamic care? Like, break that down. Right. So I think that a lot of the claims that BCPS and the Board of Education has made is budgetary challenges, right? We have all these financial struggles, but the thing is, we don't. We have all this grant money coming in. We have all these funds coming in because of the ongoing pandemic. 
And what we're kind of missing is we're just not seeing the real progressive changes within our school systems. The students aren't seeing it and they're facing these problems. So when I say genuine concern and genuine commitment, I just mean that allocating those funds and making sure that we're not just, it's not just simple throwing funds at a problem, but taking the time to train the teachers, to train the educators and the administrators, to hold them accountable for giving us a quality education, to really dissect, okay, what what are the circumstances of each school and providing each and every school with the same, with equitable funding and the equitable distribution of resources and opportunities based on the school's needs looking at the school as a whole, not just looking at BCPS as a whole, but looking at it in individually as individual schools and as individual zones and seeing, okay, which, which school zones are being affected the most? What are their main concerns and how can we help them? And after doing that, taking all that information, all that data and finding solutions for it, we have the funding, we have all this grant, um, the grants. It's just a simple, a simple, uh, just a simple application of genuine concern and commitment to the students of BCPS. Yeah, that was the other thing. So the thing about you that I always find fascinating is that you're knocking on the doors of problems before you. And it's interesting because um, the simplicity side of things is simple to say, but it does take a lot of time, paperwork, people that were there before, people that um, are going to cover or uncover problems that are unseen. But when you're talking about consistency, I think that's what you're meaning where you're like, all right, well, like, well, let's just pick a school, you know, the money's coming. What school do we want to start with first? And I feel like the way that you've laid out your um, campaign as a whole breaks down seven amazing points. Anything you could choose from, you could choose a school, choose a, choose a budget, and then, and then like, and then choose, um, you know, where you want to get started. Do you find that you are the only student like talking about this? Are you alone in this fight? Like, who, this is what y'all talking about at lunch? <laughs> so I think that a lot of times it depends on the school students. I mean, we have the Baltimore County Student Council and we have the current student member of the board, Christian Thomas, who are working so hard to represent the students and yeah. Christian is working super hard to represent the students on the board of education. Although sometimes he may get kind of uh, really just over, overlooked in some situations, just kind of um, disregarded in some situations, but there's so many students who want to have this fight. And then for the students that aren't currently involved in BCPS and currently uh, currently involved on the board of education, they also want to have this fight. <laughs> they want yeah. their voices to be heard. But the thing is, they don't feel like they have that platform. They don't feel like they can have that voice. I've, I've spoken with so many students in underprivileged communities with poor socioeconomic backgrounds. And you would think that they wouldn't want, they don't really have an opinion, but they do. They have such a big opinion, but you never see any students from there coming out and expressing those because they don't think that they have that platform for, to do so. They don't see yeah. that. They feel like suppressed. They feel like their voices are suppressed. That's interesting because of the fact um I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm actively thinking about ways to get you closer to your walks, because what you said is that there are students that want to be in this fight. There are voices that want to be heard, and there are people already in this space that are, um, you know, championing the fight as well. When we get to you taking a walk, I want to dig into the platform that you've created, right? Because you got seven points. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick my top two. So don't you worry. Um, within your seven points, 
I really want to know what students you've heard from that are already talking about this issue because these issues, especially I'm going to start with middle school because your middle school following, like shout them out, Cockeysville, Golden Ring, mm-hmm. Franklin Middle, like you got some students that are, right. that are really advocating and championing for you. So the first two that I want to think about is the communication between the Board of Education and students. Is there communicate? Can we call them? Like, how do you communicate? Right. So we actually, they actually have um, board meetings every two weeks on Tuesday um, where students can actually go in and participate and they get 10 callers who can call in and ask questions and students who can testify. They, we can encourage student involvement on the Board of Education, but the thing, problem with that is students don't even know that they have meetings. Students right. don't know about any of this. They don't know. And that's the thing. It's like a lack of awareness, a lack of accessibility. Mm. And that's really the root of the issue. Okay. So you're saying basically if they knew about it, they would go. And if the fact that they don't know about it is why they're not there, it's not an inch, uh, a lack of interest. It's right. just like, we need to post that just like we post the menu that we're having pizza for lunch. You can also join mm-hmm. us every Tuesday. Upper, right. Upper Tuesday. Okay. The other point that I wanted to get into in your campaign was this one, adequate mental health resources and education. What mm-hmm. is that? What are we talking about there? Of course. So especially after a virtual year, we kind of came into school and we experienced so much mental health and education losses um, in that sense, because we last year, most of us, well, if we're being honest, most students went to sleep during yeah. school and even the students didn't go to- went to sleep, Masa. Most adults don't don't put it on the students. Most adults didn't know what. So go ahead. We were all asleep. Go ahead. And (laughs) and then we um and then the uh, sorry why did I lose my train of thought? Okay, so sleep. So during that last year, that virtual year, that crazy year, Mm -hmm. we're sleep. Now we're back in school, and we're talking about mental health. So yeah, like how did that come together? Yeah, and then also the students who had to take care of their siblings, had to take yeah. care of their household, had so like even the students who weren't sleeping, they didn't get that good quality of an education. And let's say the students who are awake and the students who didn't have those um, circumstances, they didn't learn. It was all virtual, and the way the style of learning was terrible. They were we were just given the re, uh, the assignments. They were completed in any way they were completed, regardless if it was from our actual knowledge or from online resources. And they were just done. And then we came back and we were thrown into this. And then we had these mental health losses and learning losses that weren't addressed at all. Mm. And I think that right now, especially school counselors are booked till the end of the month. School yeah. count, we don't have access to them. Newtown High School does not have access to their school counselor until the end of the month. They are just booked. Mm. They're overworked. It's terrible. And the mental health of students, especially after virtual years, already on the down low. And there's stigma surrounding mental health, even before the, uh, before the pandemic. I think we need equitable, res- uh, equitable funding and dist- um, distribution of resources for school counseling offices. We need to make sure that there's increased accessibility to those resources for the POC community, the LGBTQ plus community, first gen students who don't often have access to those resources. And we need to make sure that, that that's made available to all students and that we are addressing the mental health of all students across BCPS. Okay. Well, y'all heard it first. Newtown High School is booked. But the thing about it is that, Masa, you have a plan that we can actually take advantage of now. 
right? Yeah. When we get back after this break, we're going to talk about how you've created this virtual pep rally, right? This virtual call to action where not only can we talk about our issues, we can heal through this together. So um, when we get back, we're going to be talking about this pep rally that's coming up. All right. She's, she's the, the boss. Radio Network. This year, give the greatest Mother's Day gift ever. Compassion International presents a Mother's Day celebration. Erica Campbell. Donnie McClurkin. Pamela Mann. And Anthony Brown in group therapy. Saturday, May 7th at the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, formerly the UMBC Event Center. Tickets are on sale now. Get them online at Ticketmaster.com or the box office. She's the Boss Enterprises in collaboration with Get It In Island Cuisine 2 presents WSTBRN. She's the Boss Radio's second Thursday's networking mixer. Every second Thursday of the month from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., we will be highlighting a business once a month, radio opportunities, advertising, conversations, great food and drinks. So come on out and enjoy $3 rum punches, $5 Tito's vodka, and $7 catfish platters. For more information on this event and others, follow us on all our social media pages. Facebook, we are She's the Boss Radio. Twitter, we are She's the Boss Radio without the O. IG, Twitch, and Tumblr, we are WSTBRN. Or go out to www.she'sthebossradio.com. We make radio first so that your vision will be heard. If you would like to shine a light on your business during Second Thursdays, please email us at info at she's the boss using the hashtag in the subject line. Shine a light on it. She's, she's the, the boss. boss. The radio network. All right, welcome back, everyone. And guess who took herself off mute? Me. We are here with Masa today, and she was really just, and I'm going to read it verbatim, helping us integrate back-in-person learning and accounting for mental health and learning loss during the podcast. So I wanted to pick up right there, right? The way that you broke it down is integration back into in-person learning, and then also taking accounting or accountability for mental health and learning loss. Right. Where, where do we begin with that? Because that means that we would have to like understand what we went through as a community, mm-hmm. as a society, internationally. And then how do you integrate to back in person learning? Or is it just, you know, put your mask on, get to class? What do you, what, what should we be doing? Right. So there's like multiple ways you can look at this and see the mental health way. Um, really we just need to acknowledge the first step it takes is just acknowledging the struggle of of like the loss of online daily habits and the struggle of getting back into in-person learning right after we acknowledge that as a public school system we need to make sure that we're addressing the mental health losses and making sure that we release the stigma surrounding mental health i want to do that by through so many ways, through three ways, working with the school counselors and psychologists. In that sense, I want to have equitable funding for them. I want to have an increase in social uh, school counselors, school psychologists, and college and career readiness um, personnel. 
I want to have those resources and I want to make sure that school counselors aren't just waiting for students to reach out to them, but making that, taking that first step and reaching out to students within classrooms or, or just having that to, or incorporating quarterly mental health lessons into the curriculum. Yeah. Also, yeah. No, go ahead. No, also. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, this is a long thing that I have. Uh, you for got mental time. Health. Great. Okay. So, and then making sure that there's a mental health, uh, like excused, excused mental health absences. Mm. So what that would be is at least two days per month where a student is given an excused absence for mental health purposes, because I think that that's a very valid excuse to why students should be absent or why a student has to be absent because they need to get, get back that mental health that they've lost during, you know, school's a very stressful time and we can all acknowledge that. That's true. Right. And so then, that, well, well, let me ask you a question. With the mental health of it all, let's let's break that down. So what are we feeling or what are students feeling or what are you hearing that is affecting their mental health so much so that that would warrant two days off? Right. I think that the whole school as a whole, the way it is set up and the pressure put on students is yeah. unruly. Like it's the how competitive schools are especially depend it depends of course on your school but even school as a whole is it's competitive and seeking out colleges and getting to that to that point to that prepare sense of preparedness for college is so competitive having the extracurriculars having the grades having the gpa the qpa the classes the ap classes the gt classes and honors classes and making sure that you're up there and that you're at the same point with all these other students it's so competitive in that sense and that takes a toll on your mental health but also just getting those assignments in and having teachers who really aren't who really aren't there who aren't there to improve your quality of an education and then let's not even forget about standardized standardized testing and how people aren't the best test takers so and that causes so much um such a decrease in mental health and i think that we should be limiting standardized testing if anything that's interesting yeah so let me ask you take us back what so you're in junior year now what was your favorite year in school like what was the year in school whenever that you felt like whoa i like going here i get to go here i get to come here every day when did you not saying you don't love school now but when was that year you're like Yo, third grade is what's up like what grade was it what grade was it okay this is gonna go very far back but I would yeah. have to say sixth grade sixth grade okay where yeah. were you in sixth grade sixth grade I had so many friends I okay. had friends coming from left and right and I was super social I had my grades, of course, and I was just, it was, school was always easy for me in, in middle school. It was super, mm-hmm. super easy. It just came naturally, really. Yeah. Um, and we can tell. Then, like, yeah, thank we, you. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but this year, trust me, it is so different. Not the same. Okay. Uh, doesn't but come what, as What middle back. school are you talking about? What middle school did you go to? Parkville Middle School is one Which of one? the- Parkville Middle School. Parkville Middle School, we shouting you out. Go ahead. All right, Parkville. And let's shout out Mr. Orton too. He was my mass communications teacher, and Who we he is Mr. Orton. Yep. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right. So he really he contributed so much to how I got here. He really enhanced my public speaking skills. We had like teleprompters. We had control we systems. Can tell. I, I got to cut you off. Thank, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. We can tell. Like. Keep going. You're doing great. <laughs> and I'll definitely like if I I'll definitely be sending this to Mr. Orin right now. Mm-hmm. And like like after we of course finish this up. But 
um, definitely he contributed so much to to where I am now. And I actually met with him and met with the like the past generations of our club called PTV Club for the morning announcements. And um, I met with him and I had to, I thanked him so much because of everything that he's done to contribute to where I am today. So yeah, we thank him too because we got a seven point plan in front of us that right. is on fire. That is on right. fire. Because you could have took those two days back in the day in sixth grade and we could just be all here like lost. But no, we we definitely, so in sixth grade, right? You're like, this is my jam. This is, I'm super social. I got the friends, I got the teachers. So then from sixth grade to 11, of course the pandemic, yeah. what was the biggest change? What's been the biggest change, do you think? I think just the workload. And um, really? I think that the biggest change was from eighth grade to ninth grade. Going so yeah so from like in middle school like I was saying before school just came naturally and I didn't have to prepare it put anything it put any work to it I just went to school came home did my work and that that was pretty much it now yeah I was chilling and then in ninth grade I was just like it was quite literally a slap in the face just how much work it was and how competitive it was I'm not laughing Masa because that is so true and I'm glad that you're airing it out because the jump from middle school mm-hmm. to high school is that literal slap. So go ahead. So day day one in the right place. <laughs> in the right in the face. Yeah, and then I was like, so okay, so now I'm gonna have to actually put in work. Now I'm gonna have to put in the work not to study. So I was just studying for math tests, and I had like so many experiences, um, racial experiences. Like it was ter- it was bad. Um, and but I was always the person that was like I didn't let them get off easily so I would always like have arguments between such people and it wasn't the best but it was like I still I don't regret that year of course because I stood up for myself and I stood up for POC around my school and school community who were too scared to kind of stand up for themselves but yeah um and it was a lot of factors that kind of made that year that was kind of when I started disliking not disliking school but just that passion that changed. right it did, definitely changed that's interesting and I and, and so here's the thing when we're shouting out um standing up for ourselves because mm-hmm. the way that you stood up for yourself you were like I might as well keep standing for everyone and mm-hmm. all 110,000 of y'all right because of the fact um, that jump is hard that and the experiences and the environments that we're into um they are all challenging and then I feel like that's why you're advocating for these mental health days I believe that same advocacy should extend to the teachers and the counselors everybody needs a day off on your campaign like right there right. you're thinking that it trickles down because going back to what you said earlier you're like you've met with the students but then you met with the parents and the teachers and the staff. So everybody needs a day off. Right. And I, even if like talking to them, I see all these issues affecting them and how it's not just a student thing. And it's, it's really just a countywide thing. Parents are complaining. Teachers are complaining because of um, like staff shortages and the bus drivers are complaining because of bus driver shortages and the lack of good effective bus technology, if we're being honest. And then um, teachers having to spend extra funds to like out of, out of pocket to, you know, accommodate for these resources. Okay. So when we get back, we're going to take a break, right? We're going to take a break um, because we deserve it. We're going to talk a little bit more about how you've tackled how to handle the resources that we need and jump into this pep rally.
That's the sound of today's business community. It's a dog-eat-dog world and only the strong survive. The challenge is navigating the ever-changing business environment to put your business in the forefront. So how does your business keep up with the changes? That's where She's the Boss Network comes in. She's the Boss Network is an internet media network that's been helping businesses like yours get the exposure that you're looking for at reasonable cost by way of radio and video. They'll help you stay successful by navigating change and seeing the big picture. After She's the Boss Network analyzes your business and marketing strategies, you'll start to see a media presence like you've never seen in your business before. And She's the Boss Network doesn't stop there. They use their findings to create a practical plan of action, a plan that will get your business from where you are to where you need to be. There you go. Lock those dogs up for good by giving She's the Boss Network a call at 866 494 5945 extension 101 or by checking their website at she's the boss radio.com again that's 866-494-5945 extension 101 or she's the boss radio.com beauties in the eye we complicate things when all along it's just perfect as it is beauty is from within it's how you feel not as how others see you Skincare shouldn't be complicated. She's the Boss believes skincare should be nurturing, easy to use, smell delicious, feel refreshing, and look incredible. She's the Boss Cosmetics and Skincare brings you our botanical-based skincare line that's gentle, uncomplicated, and extremely effective for men, women, and youth. Feel confident and radiate a power glow that flows from the inside out. Exude an assurance that extends from the home into the conference room. Visit us at www.she's-the-boss.com or call us at 866-494-5945 to get yours today. She's she's the the boss. Boss. The radio network. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Mission Complete. We're with Masa today. I'm off mute. And now we're getting into the good stuff, right? Masa has given Mm. us two days off. Anybody listening to this has two days off. Compliments of Masa's campaign. You deserve it. Um, And I feel like the first way that they should kick off that um, vacation, that relaxing moment is with you and your pep rally. What is going on this weekend? Or excuse me, this Friday. What's happening? Yes, of course. So this Friday, um, during the school day, I am planning with me on meeting with so many schools across the county, as many as I can fit in there. Mm-hmm. I have schools m- together, meeting with school, two schools at one time, three schools at one time, yeah. and just getting that organized. And then on after school, I am planning on having at four o'clock, on March 11th, um, 4 p.m. after school, we are going to be planning a pep rally slash student forum slash meet and greet for students from all around the county, middle school students, high school students, all students, depend, doesn't matter, from the central zone, from the eastern zone, from the western zone, all coming together and uh, ta- uh, participating in the student forum, this pep rally type of deal, and just we'll have kind of voice our concerns throughout BCPS and really just interact with one another. That's huge. 
that's huge. So this pep rally, this conversation, this opportunity for students to network, connect, and meet is really rooted what your campaign is in, right? You really want students to be heard, but then more importantly, you want to gear them with information that they can use now. So with the students that you've invited, what do you think is most important for them to, to be able to discuss during that time? Like, what are you hearing directly from students? I want to be, if students be able to be, to feel comfortable in that space, you know, it's not really a board of education space. It's not like a high position space. So it's just a space for students. And I want them to be able to talk about their experiences in BCPS and what they feel like needs best representing and needs best advocating for. I want them to be able to address the concerns um, regarding their school environments or BCPS or the Board of Education as a whole. I want to hear that student input because I think the fundamental purpose of any government, any legislative body is to serve the people, to serve the students and to serve the youth, especially out of everyone. So I think that the Board of Education is literally, quite literally, a system designed for us. And the board, of the, the student member of the Board of, Edu of Education is that direct link between the students and the Board of Education. So I think that as a student member of the board, you need to establish that sense of communication. And I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm speaking for 111,000 students. In order to do that, I need to know what these students want. I need to know what they want of representing for. They want, I don't, I need to know what they want advocating for. Okay. That's interesting. So with that, you're inviting them into the space to speak. Correct. You are also encouraging them to vote. So talk to me about what voting looks like. How do you vote? How do you know you're able to vote? Like, what do, what do you do? So on March 17th, students from all across the county will be able to vote in, uh, for their next student member of the board. It's a Google form that they will sign into through their Schoology accounts or their BCPS accounts. And hopefully English teachers will also show the speeches and encourage students to vote. And why I'm so adamant on getting students to vote is because this is quite literally one of our only opportunities to have a say on the Board of Education. The student member of the board mm. is our direct link to, to, do, to do so. And of course, there's always student involvement, and that's amazing. But the most powerful link we have to the, student member, to the Board of Education is through this mob. And we need to make sure that the person on the Board of Education is a good representative of these students and will represent the students to the full, to, to their full, uh, to the, his or her full potential or their full potential, basically. Um, so it's so important that students vote and have a say on who their next student member of the board is. Wow. So, and that I get excited about the election and I get excited because that, you know, that is an opportunity for any candidate, inclusive of yourself, to continue the mission, um, their platform, their plan. You know, but, but when I think about you and something I've said to you throughout this, it's like, no matter the results, Masa, you've got a massive plan. Like, you know where we need to be going. So I want to talk about, you know, what happens, what happens no matter what? Like, what is your first hundred days looks like no matter the result? What are we going right. to start? So I've actually, every meeting that I've been to, I have told them that regardless of the, out of the outcome of this election, I am truly not doing this for resume purposes. I'm not doing this to get into a good college or to get into an Ivy League school, which I know is a common misconception, but I really am doing Did this. Did you say you were going to get in anyway? Is that what she said? Was she going to get in anyway? <laughs> like she didn't. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Go ahead. So this no, is not your resume, but you, 
more than likely would have gotten in anyway, just with your academic merits, your volunteer experience. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe that this is another way to put a, a put something heavier on your resume. You're already like killing it. So you really want to make some change. Right. And I, it's really just about change and reform and seeing that real progressive change in our public school system. So regardless of the outcome of the election, I'm going to continue the fight for real, real progressive changes within our communities. And I want to work with, if it's the Baltimore County Student Council or if it's with organizations such as Unboxing Change, so many of these organizations that I can work with to establish real progressive changes. And I think that if you're talking about the next 100 days after the election, I'm just gonna keep reaching out to communities and reaching out to organizations and seeing how we can, okay, so this was one platform. It didn't work out. Let's move on to the next. Let's see how we can really get this done. Wow, that's, I mean, we'll, we join you in that fight, right? We join you in that fight because of the fact um, it has to happen, it has to happen. You know, over these, last few days, the way that you have brought students together, the things that middle schoolers, high schoolers are talking to you about are intense. Um, I had the pleasure of attending one of your meetings where we had some greeters from middle school talk about the fights, talk about not wanting to even go to school. And I'm not going to shout your school out, not going to do that. But you know what I'm talking about. Like you don't. But like, but no, but right. this is the experience of a middle schooler where you're like, hey, can't go to the bathroom. I'm afraid to be in the locker room, the cafeteria. So I get just motivated, honestly, inspired to hear you say, All right, well, okay, so if this didn't work, what do y'all need to hear? What do we need to do? How do we need to continue the mission? So then that's the way that I want us to to build this next step. Masa, right? Like you're, you've got students behind you. You know that the money's coming. Nobody can tell you that this grant money is not coming because you are right. see the budget. What do we need to invest in? What do you, what do we need the money for now? We need to invest in the equitable distribution of resources, of course, but I think the most prominent problems right now, infrastructure, mm -hmm. technology, buses, and the salaries, if we're being honest. Um, Right now, there's staff shortages, bus shortages. There's such a lack of bus technology. I mean, in Montgomery County, they are working towards electric buses for their mm. students. And we're not even reducing our plastic intake. We, are, we have no type of environmental sustainability. And we have bus shortages. We don't have after-school bus implementation. It's yeah. really it's terrible. Hey, listen, I love when you call it out because of the fact you're right, like you're your own mini Project Baltimore, basically when they do those exposés and that's what's going on in the city. But, you know, what you've said is massive that, you know, Montgomery County, they're all the way on like, you know, electric bus lines and how they can have a more efficient, seamless student experience. And we over here still trying to understand the chicken nugget to business, <laughs> right? Like, why are the fries cold? Why the fries right. cold? But I think it's cool that you're like, all right, well, I'm going to keep asking the question because there is an answer and someone works there. And yes, it's expensive, but it still can happen, especially if you're talking about buses after school, because that means a student will not be able to have an extracurricular experience. They can't go to practice. They can't get extra help. They cannot be what we're saying they can be. 
And that's what you're saying. We need to change that we can change. Right. And we need to have those opportunities and those resources and extend those to students from low income communities or even just making sure they're being maintained in all communities across BCPS. I think that's definitely a great priority and definitely needs because if the fundamental purpose of the Board of Education is to improve our quality of an education and to provide us with those resources for success and to prepare us for our futures. So that's really what just needs to be done. And it's as simple as that. And it's all it really, really takes is genuine concern and commitment on behalf of the board. Yeah, concern and commitment. And I think those are the, the ways that we can lead into like the next transition, right? The concern, everything that you've outlined on your platform, what you've said in your speeches, mm-hmm. you are truly tapped in. And you can recall experiences in your own life where you're like, wow, you know, sixth grade, I was killing it. I slapped in ninth grade, had to slap them back, right? Mm-hmm. You got to slap somebody, had to slap them yeah. back. But now you recognize that maybe if we had a break, a pause, mm-hmm. a two-day experience, we could build the concern. You're saying that if we take a step back, if we actually create some pause, we can see that it's not working, that the right. amount of work that we're putting for our students um, doesn't really reflect the experience of what they're trying to process in a world that's ever changing and something we didn't predict. Is that what you right. mean by concern? Like, is that what we need to be like tapping into? Right, 100%. We need to realize and recognize these concerns within our public school system, within our communities as a whole. We need to recognize these concerns and we need to look at the ever evolving world and see how we can help our students, how we can do that. Wow. And then the last piece when you were saying with the commitment, well, that means that students can act today, right? Like what can, what could a student do today? They're hearing this. They have heard that there's a lot going on. How do they get involved? Of course, they're invited to the pep rally. We're going to ask them to vote. But what do they need to continue to do? They just need to really advocate for this. Um, if it's on a school level, it's, if they really have a passion and desire to do something to and to really combat something, then they can do so. They can do it within their school environments. They can do it through platforms. They can do it through community organizations. Start your own, own organization. Get really innovative with these ideas because you do have a voice. All you need to do is just use it and direct it towards the right people. The right people, because they're listening. So right people starts with favorite teachers, right? Yeah. A favorite teacher could help you, favorite coach, your parent, friend, um, even a counselor if they're not booked, right? Because some right. of us are booked. But mm-hmm. like, there's a space where you could actually start this mission, continue mm-hmm. this cause. And then I guess students could be working with you, right? Like, no matter right. the job of it all, you're not stopping. You can't stop, won't stop over here. You're like, we yeah. don't matter. We're going to keep going. So are you saying that, you know, students could continue to like follow you and say, all right, this is mission number one. This is what we can do. Of course. And it, that that's exactly what I'm here for. Regardless of the outcome of this election, I am here to hear your concerns and to advocate for them. If you feel like your voice is being suppressed, I want to amplify that voice. And like you're saying about your favorite teacher, that's how it all started with me. That's mm. where it started for me. It started with my favorite teacher in Parkville Middle School. And now I'm here today. Wow. Well, you know, shout out to the favorite teachers. 
we want to create even more experiences where students can feel heard, connected, and more importantly, introduce us to the changes that we need to see. Um, I am so appreciative, appreciative, I couldn't even get it out, of you having the bravery, the boldness, just the vision to bring us all together. How can students, like, remind us before we go, when is election day? When's the pep rally? How do we find you? What do we need to do? Yes, of course. So you can all follow me on my camp uh, on my campaign account on Instagram at Masa M A S A H four the number four smob S M O B and that's where all you can get into contact with me on there. And then we have our pep rally Friday, March eleventh at four p.m. after school. And don't forget to vote on March seventeenth next Thursday. Um, voting opens from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. And yeah, use your voice and making sure that you are being heard. Well, that is perfect. Again, that pep rally is virtual. So you're going to be able to log on. You'll be able to go to the Instagram page to find out more. Um, And then more importantly, we're voting all day, all day long on the 17th. Everybody has the opportunity to share their voice. Um, They have the opportunity to listen to this. Um, but more important, they, importantly, they know that they can get started with you now. Right. right. Well, the last thing I want us to leave with is um, this quote that came into my mind today that I honestly, I just feel like I just quoted or um, created. It's um, heroes don't run, they sprint. How does that sit with you, Masa? What does that mean to you when you hear that? That heroes don't run, they sprint. I think that I take that really. And so basically a big thing with me is how much work can I get done if selected to become a member of the board on the, in a one year term. And I was like, I have to get things done quickly and I have to do it. I have to work with others and I have to make sure that our voices are being heard in one year. And I have to make sure that we see pro- real progressive changes. Can't just run. I have to sprint to that finish line to get all that seven point plan completed yeah. and address all these concerns addressed. So 100% agree. Well, we are 100% behind you. You are not running alone. Um, And running is powered by walking. So we encourage you to make sure you take some walks prior to, during, and after. And with that being said, I want to just thank everyone for listening. More importantly, I want to thank you, Masa, for just coming in and really letting us know who you are and what you're going to continue to do with or without anybody's permission. You really are here to get things changed, get things done, and really help people take a real break. We thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you tune into the next episode. And if you want to continue this experience, invite yourself to do a reflection. What did you hear? What do you know now more about that you didn't know before? And then how can you add to the fight? Masa says she's going to continue leading. Well, we want to hear from you and you can put that in your reflection. We'll see you next time. And thank you for listening to Mission Complete.